Hey there, everyone. I'm Sherry Dixon, and this is Strong Inside and Out, the show where we focus on all of the strategies and tips that will empower you to design your best life, living strong inside and out. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Strong Inside and Out. Before we get started with this week's episode, I wanted to talk to you about a new program that my daughter and I started about a month ago. We are definitely in the middle of summer. However, for many teachers out in the world, summer is ending quickly. I'm recording this on July 31st of 2023, and I know that several school districts in the Houston area started back to school today, not with students, but it's over for the teacher's break. They are back to back to school staff development. Now, we all think about how many people decide they're going to become teachers, they go to college, they get prepared, and then they go into the classroom to teach. But being somebody who was in public education for 28 years, as both a teacher and a school administrator, that's not always the case. I know for me, I decided to become a teacher when I was six years old, and I went to an amazing teacher college. I had amazing professors, lots of great support along the way, wonderful student teaching experiences. And my first year, I basically failed. As a matter of fact, I was planning on quitting at Christmas break. I didn't care that I had a contract. I was going to go home and open a daycare. Now there's nothing wrong with opening a daycare, but I had to have a little come to Jesus with myself and realize that maybe I wasn't fully prepared to go into the classroom. Maybe I did need to do some additional learning and maybe I just needed to stick it out because I had spent a lot of money, a lot of time and a lot of effort to go to college. Here's the thing though, fast forward to 2023 and either teachers are quitting the profession because they're so burnt out, overwhelmed. They're not going into the profession because society has maybe painted public education as not the greatest at this point in time, or They're taking jobs, not fully prepared, and quitting. I've been there. I've been the leader of schools where all of those things have happened. And since I'm now in a new position with my consulting business that I can make a different kind of difference, I am on a mission to help stop that. Number one, We have such a teacher shortage everywhere I know in the United States. I don't know about other countries, but we're even allowing teachers that are not fully certified to serve as teachers in the classroom. So you know they're not fully prepared. I want to be able to help, help schools be their best help principals be the best leaders they can be, and most importantly, help teachers navigate through this system 
so that they can feel a little bit of success. Because success definitely breeds success. And more importantly, they stay in the classroom doing good things for kids and get offered a contract to come back the next year. My program for Murky to Rockstar is one that I had a brainchild with my own daughter who just finished her sixth year of teaching. And we sat down and thought about all of the things that schools do not have the time to be able to step out and just take care of those new teachers with. For example, your school is going to give you your curriculum, your school policies and procedures, your district expectations, but they're not going to have time to hold your hand as you put your classroom together. Nor do they have time to be right there every step of the way as you develop and implement an effective classroom management system. The curriculum for From Rookie to Rockstar continues on and on through the year, all 10 months, giving you those extra supports along with group coaching and one-on-one -on -one support from me from two of us who have had very successful careers, my daughter and I. I know that if we get the right people on board in this program, we are going to have an effect on the world of education, one teacher at a time. So here's what I'm going to ask you. If you are a new teacher, zero to two years of experience, reach out to me, connect with me. You can find me on social media, Sherry Dixon, or you can get the link and email me and let's connect so that we can talk about this program. If you are someone who knows a new teacher and you know they need that extra support, and if you don't know it, I promise you they do, have them reach out to me. I want to help. And we've made this program so affordable. We've even had people say this is cheaper than what it should be because we're committed to do that for teachers. So please reach out from Rookie to Rockstar is going to rock the world of education. I promise. All right, let's get on with this week's episode. Hey there, everyone. Oh, we made it through the month of July. I am recording this on Monday, July 31st, and I cannot believe we are seven months into 2023. I know that this is going to make me sound old, but life goes way too fast. I feel like I was just telling you, welcome to July. And now we're going to be talking about getting into the month of August. Of course, August is one of my favorite months because my daughter gets to celebrate her birthday. I cannot believe I've been a mom for almost 33 years. It is just surreal to me that I've had my baby girl as a baby, toddler, young child, teenager, young adult, and now going into her almost middle 30s, living her best life and having such a successful career, successful relationship. I'm so very, very proud of her. You know, it brings me to what this week's topic is, and I'm going to be sharing with you another big milestone in my life. But before we get there, I did want to 
just remind everyone that I talk about that journey of being a teenage mom and how I overcome all the different hurdles along the way to get to exactly where I am today. In my first book, the anthology Unleash Her. That was such a great experience to not only share my story, but to collaborate with the 29 other women and to go through that process of writing a book. I think anthologies are a great way to get started if you're interested in a writing career because you don't have to be responsible for all of the content, just your section, and it cuts down on a little bit of the costs. The other great thing about an anthology is typically it's more of a publishing company or somebody coming out who already has a publishing company secured and you don't have to do that back work or get yourself an agent. So. I love them. Now, do I have hopes and dreams for my own self book all about myself? I do. And I am starting to outline it. But the greater thing is I have my second anthology coming out in August. August 15, my second book, another collaboration with some amazing women is coming. And I'm super excited about this one as well, because this one's going to be pretty fantastic. Not only does it talk about some of the things I've done in my life along the way, but it really highlights more my big passion and that's leadership. I always thought I'd be a classroom teacher forever, but when somebody approached me about becoming a leader and when I actually internalized what that meant, having more of an impact on the world, I was 100% on board. And although I don't know everything and I'm sure I've made bazillion mistakes along the way, I think I've actually had a pretty successful career in leadership. I did fight it. I'll be honest. I thought I was always going to be a classroom teacher. But when I realized, just as I said, that I would have a bigger impact on the world of education if I could be the principal. And then once I got into the principal chair, how amazing of an opportunity it is, meaning the effect that you have on so many areas, the community, the students, the teachers, it definitely was, was for me. So get ready for that. This next book, it's called female leaders behind the scenes, and it will be out on August 15. So as I mentioned, in my opening, I thought this would be a fun time to go back and talk a little bit about my first book, Unleash Her. As I said, it talks about my journey in my own life to getting from being a teenage mom to where I am today. And my daughter truly is a huge part of it. But in the book, I talk about not just the journey, but if I were to be able to go back and be that fairy godmother on my own shoulder, what would I have told myself? I don't know if I had ever really thought about that before I had this assignment for this chapter, but it's interesting to think, you know, you navigate through life and you learn from the people around you. You observe, you know what to do, what not to do. My journey was a little strange. You can read about it in the book, but I really was able to go back and give myself some pretty good advice, I have to say. And it really did talk about, and each piece of advice really highlighted that grit and perseverance 
that I had to build in order to conquer all of those hurdles and challenges that came came upon me. And they kept coming upon me and they keep coming upon me today, just like everybody else. So one of the things that I told myself in the book, the quote is, I would first remind her that she was born for great things. Let's think about that for a minute. Have you ever been told you were made to do something big? I remember my grandpa telling me one time, you're going to do anything you dream. And I just thought, wow, I really could. It was right after, it's so funny, this is such a silly story, and it almost makes me a little teary-eyed as I share it. We didn't have a lot of money growing up, and so my grandma would make a lot of our clothes. Well, she found all of us, we were getting ready for back to school, ironically, and um, so around this time of the year, and she found us some jeans at the local, what we called dime store. The store was called Kresge's. And if you're familiar with the chain Kmart, I think this was more of a local in my small town, but it was probably one step down from Kmart. So those clothes that didn't sell at Kmart, they were discounted, brought to Kresge's. And my grandma would go over there, very frugal, and she would she found us some jeans. Well, I remember I was going into the fifth grade when all of this happened. And my grandma and grandpa started to realize that I, I was the true princess that I am and that I didn't want just these regular jeans. They look like boy jeans. And that's what I had said. I remember saying it, grandma, these are boy jeans. I can't wear boy jeans to school. And I remember her telling me they're not boy jeans. I got them on the girl rack. And I said, I know, but look at them. The shape of these they are boy jeans and I cannot wear those to school. I will be made fun of. And so my grandma and all of her great spirit of doing anything for me, she went and got these patches and put patches on these jeans so they would look more girly. And on one pair of the jeans, she put a patch on the back pocket and it was like an embroidered kind of patch, but it, clearly it was sewn in and it was like a ribbon and it said number one. And I'm the oldest grandchild. So clearly, you know, they, they got away with calling me number one. But when my grandpa and grandma gave me those jeans, that's when my grandpa told me, you can make all your dreams happen. And it was my first reminder that I could do big things if I set out to do it. I could choose to play small, but I could also choose to play big. And so as I was reflecting and thinking about my chapter when I wrote it, I thought about that and I know it's just so very important. So many times we begin to believe, especially if we're facing challenging times, that if we were smarter or stronger or more resourceful, we could avoid challenges or we'd be able to conquer them so easily, right? Now, of course, we all know that that's simply just not true. Plus, we have no control over what happens to us, but we are in total control about how we respond to things. And so if I think about that quote, I would first remind her that she was born for great things. This is really what I wanted to tell 
the younger version of me. Take me and I out of the narrative. If we are planning to accomplish big things in life, making an impact on the world, we have to remember that is not that it is all about what we have to offer. It is not our feelings about ourselves. If we got stuck in our own feelings, especially the feelings of, oh, I can't do that, or, oh, maybe I'm not good enough, or, oh, I learned this, why should I share it with others? And that's, that happens then we're never going to be able to share these great big things that we know with the world. I know that through the years and the different experiences in my own life, I learned so many lessons and I feel the obligation to share those lessons now. This is why I'm on this journey. If I just stayed focused on me, stayed in my own comfort zone or my own world around myself, I would have never seen that my experiences could have helped others. As a matter of fact, today, I posted something on social media early this morning and one of my followers responded, where do you come up with these great things? They're so helpful. Just the little things like that know that I'm having an impact. But if I stayed in the me, I don't want to do this today. I wouldn't have had that impact. Now, I do believe that if we know something that can benefit others, we're almost obligated to share it, right? This is one way that we can all have some kind of impact on the world. One little tiny piece adds up. (laughs) It's like that saying, save your pennies because they add to dollars. Again, I'm dating myself, but it's so true, right? The other thing that I would tell myself in that statement is that doubt and insecurity is a real thing. When you fear judgment, you fear failure, we can definitely get stuck in what's happening to us because we're so uncertain about the outcome if we do not take that step forward or if we do take that step forward toward reaching our goals. We stay overcome with the fear and doubt and it stops us from doing big things in life. What if I now had not said yes to the book? The book led to the talk show. What if I had not said yes to the talk show because I was fearful of what people would say about me? What would they say about my voice? What would they say about my hair? I don't have the greatest hair. It's not glamorous. All of the people who have viewed and indicated that my show has helped them on their journey would have never learned the lessons, heard the stories, or had the support to make their own lives better. I was afraid to say yes, to get on camera, to broadcast to now over 100 countries in the world. But had I stayed afraid and not taken that first step, there would be no show. And no show would equal no impact. And that quote to me tells my younger self, take the first step. Then keep taking steps until you accomplish your dreams. The first step is always the hardest. 
Again, doubt and insecurity come into play, but each step does get you closer to the finish line. And with each step, the doubt begins to turn into confidence. A few years ago, I had an injury in my knee, which ironically started flaring up again this weekend. But during that time, I was training for the half marathon. It had gotten better and then it had gotten worse and then it had gotten better during my training season. So I decided to go ahead and run on that cold day in January. Houston half marathons, always the middle of January. And typically it's pretty cold. After one mile, one mile, y'all, I was feeling pain. Probably exaggerated because of the cold, but nonetheless, I was feeling it. Just one mile in. And I literally said to myself, it's not worth it. Turn around. Just go back. No one's going to know. But I would have known, right? And I started to wonder, am I just not wanting to run this because it's cold? So the pain is becoming more in my mind because our mind does play tricks on us, right? So instead of turning around, I just stopped for a minute, gathered my own thoughts, and I told myself, okay, just one more step. Let's just see. One more mile. Let's just see. That one more step, that one more mile kept turning into one more step, one more mile. And before I knew it, I was finishing. I didn't have the greatest time that year, but I did it. I knew that I would have been very upset had I stopped. And that's what kept me going. Even though that step was scary, even though in my mind I was like, okay, it re I really could hurt myself, but I was at mile one, two miles wasn't going to hurt, hurt me drastically. And I could have turned around then if I needed to, right? It was just scary because my mind was playing those tricks on me. It makes us scared to take that first step. Do it. Just take that first step. That's the scariest one. And if you keep taking those steps, it turns into that momentum that you need that before you know it, you're going to turn around and go, whoa, look how far I've come. I feel it in this business right now. This morning I was on a phone call and I was having a little bit of a setback. And at first I was like, oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to figure this out? And then I had to stop that talk with myself and I had to say, take the first step. You won't figure anything out if you just stay stuck here worrying about what you're going to do. Take the step, move yourself forward. It's all going to be okay. And a lot of times it's our mind that plays that trick on us. So don't let your mind do that. So all in all, I have to say life is hard and we all encounter days that are tougher than others. After thinking about that chapter, reflecting on it, knowing that I talked about my fairy godmother on my shoulder, wouldn't it be great if we all could really have one helping us navigate through those hard times? We all know that that's not possible. So I leave you with this. During those hard times, begin to develop that inner voice that reminds you that you were also born to do great things in life. 
remind yourself that you too have experiences that if shared could have an impact on others. Remind yourself that one step forward to making your dreams and goals come true isn't crazy. It just proves that you truly believe that you can have a life you love and that you're worth it. And isn't that what it's all about? Being strong on the inside and out. All right, y'all. Until next time, enjoy your week. And I'll see you next week right here on Strong Inside and Out. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Strong Inside and Out. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe. And don't forget, leave us a great review. Of course, if you know someone who would love this podcast, let them know. And as always, follow me at www.findagirlinherdog.com. Until next time, 